Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Certainty Talks. On the show, we talk about the system that we use to get clarity on our goals, certainty that we have the tools to reach them, and wealthy on our terms by rigging the game in our favor. And we share it here because we want to help you reach your goals on your terms. You've been told to scale, buy all these different products from every each, every each way, often from good meaning people. So it's not your fault when you look up and you ask yourself, why is my business where I want it to be? As our uh, good friend Dan Nicholson says, the biggest risk is that we don't get what we want out of life. Got my good friend and business partner in the Whale Club, Mr. Paul Sparks himself, not only a successful real estate investor, but also a certified certainty advisor. And guys, if you get value out of this show, please share this episode right now. Hit that subscribe button. That way we can help more people become wealthy on their terms. The title for today's show is Start With Why Is Wrong. I think Paul is poking some bears here, so... We'll see how this episode goes. Uh, but before we do that, six word updates. What do you got, Paul? Yes, I am poking some bears. And uh, it was funny because when I sent this title and I was like, hey, here's what I want to talk about this week. You were like, wait a second. What is this? <laughs> uh, not, not sure with this. I'm like, no, trust me. I have an angle uh, that I want to talk about here. And it's just something that I, I learned. And really, my six word update today is today's concept completely rewired my brain. Um, and I'm going to talk about why I don't think that start with why is always correct. There you go. For myself, my six word update, don't forget to micro step. So at our last episode, I was talking to Paul about a couple different avenues for our sales training organization. Uh, I have my uh, accountability call. It's every uh, fourth Wednesday of every month. Uh, it's my best friend actually from seventh grade who's exited his company for a significant sum of money. Uh, and I share with him my thoughts. Here's what I'm thinking. And he started asking a bunch of questions. And was, I was like, I don't have answers to these questions. And he says, well, if you're trying to exit, you need to answer to these questions. So incredibly grateful. I've got him in my corner. I've got a couple of colleagues, uh, friends that you and I also share mutually that have also exited their organization. So it's really wonderful to have multiple people that can give guidance on how to do this the right way. Uh, but before we do all that, let's let's you know, maybe collect some information, maybe analyze it, you know, this whole case thing, maybe a little, little micro-stepping here and there. So it's just funny, like, how often we just violate all these uh, all these things. So anyway, yeah. titles for today's show, Start With Why Is Wrong. Now, Paul's got to have to really justify himself, right? Because Start With Why is the number two video on TED Talks. I repeatedly, in my sales training, tell people, go watch that TED Talk. It's the best video ever. And Paul's over here saying it's wrong. All right, Paul, <laughs> Paul's in your court. Well, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's just say this. If you are someone who maybe doesn't have perfect clarity on your why, uh, this show is for you, right? And I'm going to give you my thoughts on why I don't think that let me let me reframe. First of all, start with why is wrong is going to be a much better title <laughs> than like start with why is is wrong and right. You know, it depends, <laughs> I think, is really what I want to get at here. So it's certainly right in some cases. Um, I was I got it right here. You know, I've read this book. I was looking back through all my my notes. When I read a book, I mark it up. I highlight it. And, you know, I can't help but notice when I read this book that it's talking a lot about you know, giving examples like Bill Gates and Apple and all of these different large organizations. And uh, <clears throat> so I think I just want to start off by saying context is important 
right? Let's talk about the difference between um, somebody like Bill Gates or uh, the company Apple versus an entrepreneur from years, let's say zero to five or zero to seven. I think a lot of the people that listen to this show are fall in that range. Certainly we have people that are very experienced that listen to this. They've been doing this for decades. Um, but I want to make an argument that start with why for the younger entrepreneur, I would consider myself definitely in that bucket. I've only been doing this full time really for about three years or so. Um, and this idea of start with why, again, it's right in some contexts, uh, but we need to be careful applying this with super broad strokes across everything. What we have a tendency to do in our culture is take these platitudes like start with why or, you know, you got to finish everything you started or uh, insert all the like phrases and things that we just hear. And it's just not, let's just agree that first of all, this isn't true in every situation for every single yeah, person. It's not true. It's not applicable a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Right. But we treat these, we, we take these statements and we, we, we accept them as universal truths. And then you're, we're not necessarily questioning them enough times. So uh, before you continue, you know, uh, we had this great fortune when Dan Nicholson was speaking at Collective Genius, uh, we had a conversation it was me, you, Dan, Brian Snyder, Mark Delator. And I remember in that conversation how Dan brought up asking someone their why for a lot of people is a very anxiety inducing question. Yeah. And so when I say start with why and you feel all this shame and guilt because you don't know what your why is, how do you start with why? Yeah. That's really what the problem is today. Right. The problem is that we approach this as if there's first of all, you, you, you couldn't be more right. There's so much anxiety around that question. What's your why? Mm -hmm. You get people that they it's like they're so smart and holy because maybe they figured that out and they ask you as if you're supposed to know that, you know, I'm 33 years old. I intend let's just say like I had an amazingly healthy life and I lived to be 100 years old. Mm -hmm. We're just in our, I'm in my first third, right? It's You're in your first half. And my point is. 44%. First 44%. 44 half. There you go. <laughs> right. 44%. Exactly. Uh, so my point is, is maybe let's give ourselves a little bit of grace that you may not know exactly what your true ultimate life's purpose is. When I think of what's your why, I think of like, what's your purpose? But you may not know that at the beginning in this idea that we should start with that. We got to figure that out before we can go forward. I think is just not the right way to look at it. And I was originally challenged by this idea because I was a huge proponent to start with why. It makes so much sense. It sounds really good to the brain. You know, just figure out what your purpose is and then go take action on that and go build this, you know, Go build Apple around your your intentions of what your true purpose is. Well, um, that may be the way that someone who's done the reps has been able to figure out what their purpose is. But we're going to introduce a framework that that we learned from Dan's mentor, actually the guy that worked with Bill Gates in the 2000s. His name was Randy Massengale. This guy was the senior advisor to Bill Gates. He was the senior he was an advisor to multiple Fortune 500 company CEOs and he got to work directly with these guys. 
he has a phrase that I want to anchor the conversation around today. He says repetition. Actually, he says frequency. I change that to repetition because frequency just it just doesn't make as oh, much sense technical. to me as do the repetit, you know, the reps, mm -hmm. right? So repetition, intensity, purpose in that order. So it's like repetition leads to intensity, leads to purpose. And there's a reason why purpose is third. Because his concept is not that you just start with your purpose. Because you may not know what that is mm -hmm. right away. And I'll give some examples today of where we could, you, you might have made, uh, potentially in your past, or you've observed other people making mistakes by trying to start with why. It led them in the wrong direction. Yeah. And we're going to advocate why uh, we should start by doing the reps. So what's your first take on that, Steve? Well, I mean, what's my mission today? Create 100 millionaires. And yeah. I believe we're past that. So create millionaires, right? Who am I getting a real estate license in 2007? <laughs> to have that be my purpose. Like, hey, Steve, why are you getting a real estate license to create millionaires? Like, that's just <laughs> not going to work. Mm -hmm. So uh, it took a lot of time to figure out what my purpose was. And truthfully, uh, even though I recommend that video start with why, I love that video. I read the book. I hated the book, right? So I say watch the video because you watch the video, you don't need the book. But he has a following book, Find Your Why. And that book actually was pretty helpful, right? Uh, but again, if I were to start off as a 27-year-old, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow my why. I had no idea what my why was until my late 30s. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't work, and I didn't find my why truthfully until I started my brokerage. And it wasn't even having the brokerage; it was helping realtors become business owners. That's when the fulfillment came. That's was like, ah, this is it. Everything I've been doing now, this is actually what fulfills me. This is actually my purpose. And we've elevated it, right, to help uh, wholesalers, business owners across the country. But yeah, 27-year-old, like, start with why? Like, what's your why? Like, I don't know. I just want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so funny because this was, like, I, this was uh, the example I wanted to kind of draw towards was... I've seen you just in the last you know, couple of years that I've known you really expand what your ultimate why. And when I, again, when I, I would just sub why with purpose, like what mm -hmm. is your true purpose and what's the impact or your purpose? Um, and yeah, it's like, here's the, the sequence I wrote, agent, wholesaler, real estate disruptors, closemoresales.com. There you go. You know? <laughs> and here's the thing. Let's, let's back up for a second because I want to talk about you know, you, it's it's the right question to ask if you don't know what your why is. Now, let me say there's exceptions to this. There's some people that you meet them and they know exactly what it is that they're there to do. Maybe because they've done the reps in their childhood, maybe because they have just a, a strong calling towards something in particular. And I would say those are outliers. That's not the majority of people. Most people are asking themselves this question, what is my why? And I can tell you that just doesn't go away necessarily mm -hmm. because you get older. Um, it has to do with what I think is the, the start of this is really leaning into your own unique strengths and preferences, right? Mm -hmm. And Randy does this 
exercise that we've talked about on this show that we do with people in whale club is we take them through this idea of what their favorite sport or hobby was when they were kids, because when you were a kid, you were playing your game, the idea of playing your game, right? Uh, without having all these obligations and these expectations that got poured into you as you became an adult, mm -hmm. you are truly probably expressing yourself in um, the truest sense. Your strengths start to emerge, your preferences, your tendencies start to emerge. And so what do we do? We lean into those things, right? Right. I want to kind of give an example. Because uh, I was, you know, I was reading, um, there's a book called Mastery by Robert Greene that I'm reading currently. And he really talks about the idea of becoming a master in something. And uh, he was giving the example of how in the Middle Ages, they was the birth of this idea of, of apprenticeship. Um, and, and, you know, it's exactly how you'd think it works. Young people essentially find their natural strengths and, and, and um, inclinations, what they're good at, and they go and they work for someone else and they put their $10,000, you know, hours in. This is between the ages of 12 and 17, right? This is the you know, information I'm getting out of this book that he's mm -hmm. talking about. They sign a contract essentially to commit for seven years to this one particular thing to do the reps. Now, I think that that needs a little bit of refinement <laughs> because – um, we'll talk about that in a second, but the idea is they, they, they go through this apprenticeship. They become very skilled. They put their 10,000 hours in, they have some tests to demonstrate their mastery, and then they become a journeyman and they can go do this wherever they want. They serve under someone. So they do the reps and that leads them to their purpose ultimately, which is, you know, to become, uh, an expert in their field. But I think in modern times, there needs to be some tweaking to this because this is where I think start with why gets people in trouble. Yeah. You ever known, you ever known somebody, you're looking at them, that <laughs> committed early on to something. In my case, it was engineering. I'm sure you've met doctors and lawyers and accountants and, uh, you know, engineers, dentists. I mean, I mm -hmm. know a dentist in particular. Right. That they made this commitment. I have this calling towards this thing. They started with why. Then they went out and did seven years worth of schooling and did the reps for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I think I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they've committed themselves so heavily to this. And now there's no intensity there. Mm -hmm. Like they don't like really what they're doing. But they're just doing it because they, at one point in time, when they were 17 years old, decided, I'm going to be a dentist. That is my, my true calling and purpose before they'd even done the reps to see what it means to be a dentist. Yeah, my, uh, I have a friend. I can't remember the exact name of the podcast, um, but it's all about quitting. It's all about quitting your career. It's about yep. the, the, ther the gr this group therapy required to quit after you got your law degree, after you got your dentist uh, a license, your medical practice, all these things like crap. Uh, this is not it. And they had mm -hmm. to go change. So yeah, is uh, looking at you, looking at me. I mean, I had so many people like, Steve, why would you get a master's degree in electrical engineering and not do electrical engineering? Yeah. Well, because it didn't, because the reps didn't leave to the intensity. Yeah. Right. 
and because we had the order backwards. And and also the thing is, is you got to pick a shoulder and attack at a certain point. So um, I want to explore all of these kind of nuances to this today. I'm really excited about this topic because, again, I don't disagree with start with why. Not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying it's not right in every case. If you are someone that uh, is new to entrepreneurship, I can almost guarantee you, you don't know what you're good at yet. You don't know what you like. You probably don't know where your biggest impact is going to lie because you've never done the reps before. You may actually hate entrepreneurship. You might find that it's exactly what you wanted to do, but you're in the wrong field. You need to move like Steve did more from, you know, real estate to sales, to real estate sales training to now, you know, like you do the reps and it starts leading you to this action. Um, and so let's talk about what that means to first of all, do the reps. And I want to run down this thread of like our path. You know, we were professionals in our, uh, domains, uh, engineers, but mm -hmm. there's dentists, there's lawyers and things like this. There's a book that was written by a guy named David Epstein called range. Okay. Range describes this idea of having a lot of experiences in life, having a lot of different perspectives on things. You know, we, we tend to think that the person who goes really deep in one subject is, uh, has more information. What this guy uh, basically says is that actually the broader amount of, uh, experience and that you have gives you a better chance at solving complex problems in life. It gives you a better chance at really understanding what your unique imprint is on the world. And I'm here to say it's okay to try a bunch of stuff. It's okay to use what my, uh, our coach, my, he's my personal coach. He's a mentor to, to what we do in whale club, Dr. Jeff Spencer. He uses a phrase called soft offense. And so like, we might think that going to school and getting an engineering degree, spending four years doing that or becoming a doctor and spending seven years is this massive waste of time. And I'm here to say it's not. You're OK to change your mind and it's OK to go out and do the reps and see where these things lead. Um, what's your take on all that? Well, I mean, when I had everyone else saying, like, you're crazy for quitting again, that my well, I was saying earlier, my accountability partner, my best friend. He was the only one. I was like, "Hey, Steve, like, go do it," because he was also he also got his master's in electrical engineering. He's like, "Steve, like, go do whatever you want to try, and see if you like it. If you don't like it, worst case, go back to engineering. Like, there's no risk there, right?" But everyone else was looking at it as like, "You've invested seven years, and because you made this decision for seven years, I mean, seven years, five and a half years, right? You made this decision for five and a half years to invest into engineering. The rest of your life." you should spend in engineering. Like when you look at it from that lens, it's a ridiculous principle. Ridiculous, right? Right. But everyone else is like, oh no, you got your master's degree. You should be an engineer for the rest of your life. Right. And that's why start with why, in my opinion, is right for a Fortune 500 CEO who's put their 10,000 hours in. Yeah. They've done the reps. Now they're casting the vision for you know, what the purpose is because they've got evidence to support that. But yeah. I just don't think that that's appropriate. And I think it's actually misleading to people that are in the process of doing the reps there. We're, I mean, again, if you're have only been in business for less than, let's say at least five years, you're still, this is, you're an infant in this process, you know, yeah. it's okay to go out 
and try things. How does that manifest in real estate? Well, I think about it like my path. I went out and tried to decide on what it needed to be mm-hmm. kind of at first. Eventually, I learned this from Randy and, and Dan, and I learned like, oh, I don't need to get so attached, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to go out and try all these different things. We tried wholesaling. We tried flipping. We've raised money. We've uh, built townhomes. We've done luxury new builds. I've done a lot of different things. A lot of people have a tendency to say, well, you can't focus. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. like you can't really focus. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's intentional. I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying things so I can do the reps and see where the intensity kind of naturally follows. Where yeah. am I geared towards? You know, well, I think the other thing too, you look at, um, cause I've had the good fortune to have mentored a lot of people throughout the, uh, throughout the years. Um, actually kind of crazy to think about how many, uh, uh, but everyone's why when they start is money. Everyone. Everyone's why is money. And then eventually you start making money. It's like, oh, I want to be able to take care of my family, right? And then once your family's needs are taken care of, then you get to like this purpose or fulfillment or, 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 or something else bigger, right? It's, it follows Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Eventually we chase significance and impact, fulfillment. So like to tell someone to start with why, when we're in our 20s, our why is usually money. Yeah. Right, money and freedom, like that's usually our why, or we haven't even really, I guess, understood our why. Because how could we? Mm-hmm. How about your kids, Steve? You know what? What is what's you know the only difference between, like you know, grown people and kids is a little <laughs> bit of maturity and years. I guess my point is, is if you said to your kids, like, what's your why? Mm-hmm. What there's. What, how are they supposed to know? So what do we do with them? We stick them in a bunch of sports. We yeah. give them a bunch of things to do. Go try these different things. You're helping them understand and develop their strengths and preferences. What do you like? What do you have a natural draw towards? Where are your, again, where do you have, uh, I can say that happiness usually comes from being good at something. You know, you get good at something and you enjoy it because you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case, but that's generally what we're doing. And so what do you do? You have them go out and do the reps. So you wouldn't use that with your kids, clearly. Mm-hmm. We've now talked about how um, uh, you and I experienced this, why starting with why can oftentimes, I mean, we were fortunate to have like quit our careers. But there's a lot of people who it gets it gets harder and harder and harder the fur you further you get away from the start point, you know? Seven years being a doctor, you're it's like what is that bias that we talk about? Loss aversion, essentially. Giving back the puppy. Um, yeah, exactly. We've taken this puppy home and now this is a full grown dog at this mm-hmm. point. You're not giving it back. It's really difficult to do that. So first of all, I would say maybe you can start with why. But let's tweak maybe the way that we describe it, because I think there's there's a big difference between specifics and understanding things like saying like this, for example, I want to make a massive impact. I'm okay with that being your why that you start with. Because it's so broad that you're leaving yourself very much open to what it could be i think ultimately what i'm driving at here is a single statement it's like when we decide 
too far in advance without having all the information, without letting like the universe present the options to us, when we define mm -hmm. so far in advance what our purpose, true purpose is, we rob ourselves of what it could be. Yeah. Because again, if you had made that decision back when you were an agent, this is what my true purpose is. It would have it it would have blinded you to this ultimately bigger reason of why you're here. You couldn't have known that until you did the reps. Right. Right. It reveals itself through the process of of engaging. And um, I think that's ultimately what it is. It's like, let's let's get out of this idea that we've got to define what our ultimate value and purpose is to the world, the impact that we make. Don't discount yourself like that right you're robbing yourself of the potential of what it could be by defining too early what you're saying that it has to be yeah and we had brad chandler on the show just a couple weeks ago right and like right what's his purpose right now helping people find happiness right he didn't just wake up one day or when his 20s like i'm gonna help people find happiness there were a lot of things that happened along the way right and then one day it's like ah this is it but that option would not have presented itself if he has went hardcore on this is my purpose. This is my why. Right. So I think where it starts is maybe understanding your unique strengths and preferences. Start there. There's some things that we take people and members of our community through a process. I would sum this up to like understand your game maybe. Like what is your game? What are your preferences and your strengths? What are you good at? Let's let's just identify that first and then go try some things, right? Mm -hmm. Go out and do the reps. What does that mean? Sometimes it means apprenticing for seven years. Sometimes it means going to an engineering school for four years. Sometimes it means like just going to an event and seeing how you like it. Um, short reps, long reps. I think I do think that there's like a, uh, you know, what did your parents say? They're like, I'm not going to let you quit halfway through the season. You commit soccer, you're mm -hmm. going to finish the season. Right. Right. So not saying don't honor your commitments. I'm not saying be a quitter. you like, this is all nuanced. There's mm -hmm. nuances to all of this. I'm just advocating for let's not try to define too far in advance what our true value and purpose is. Go out and try some stuff because what that's going to lead to is an intensity. You're going to know. You're going to get a sense when you hit, when you strike a chord. Um, I got that first sense for me when I did my first pop top. Mm -hmm. What it was for me is I spent all this time in wholesaling and again, trying to figure out how to get this mouse trap like working correctly with all of the outbound and the inbound leads coming in and who's taking it and how are we nurturing these sales and how are we getting them sold on the other side. I spent so much time doing that that eventually um, I started trying some other things because I was like, I, this is not really like, I don't feel the intensity here. I'm doing the reps, but I don't feel this natural intensity and draw towards it. When I started raising capital and getting to these bigger deals, I was like, oh yeah, that is exactly who I was in, in my career before this. Mm -hmm. I was always a big game hunter, you know, the whale hunter. I was putting big deals together. Uh, and that's how I did. I played sports when I was a kid. I was always the one that wanted to take the last shot. I wanted the ball in my hand. Um, and I started noticing that business can have a lot. You can start, you can just learn a lot by your strengths and preferences and start playing to design it around that. And you'll notice you get a lot of intensity from that.
Yeah. So you're basically is is the suggestion then is go out there, go do things, take action, not massive action, but like multiple different actions. And as you do what you may find your calling, you may find something like, oh, like this does it for me. This excites me. This is in alignment with something I like to do. Is that the suggestion here? Yeah, in a way. Um, it is the idea of soft offense. You know, Jeff says that so well. Go out and start pressing on. Like we we've talked about the the Jenga, mm-hmm. you know, game. Um, you'd be a really bad Jenga player if you just decided that's my block right there and you just mashed it. Well, <laughs> that might work sometimes, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best way to approach this. I think the right way is to go and tap on some blocks, see which one's loose, find the one that gives and pull that one. That's the same thing we're advocating for here. If you're yeah. new in real estate or maybe you've been building a business for three years or five years, you know, um, first of all, uh, has that led to an intensity for you? Have you noticed that this is your your you playing your game? Right. Can you notice a, a natural draw towards your strengths? Or are you feeling resistance? It's as simple as, you know, Dr. Jeff uses this tool with me. We play red light yellow light green light you know is this a is this a green light like this is a straight go this feels right it feels natural i feel good at it i feel like i want to continue to lean into this that's a green light yellow light is there's reason for pause you know it's a going okay we don't need to stop but like I- i'm feeling some resistance here of course red light is just stop doing those things mm-hmm. That that block's not loose. It's not coming. Just move on. Yeah. So this is kind of like um, if you're looking at maybe wholesaling or flipping or being a hard money lender or being a realtor or um, self-storage or apartments, like just see which one when you're trying is like, okay, this is something I have passion about. This is something that I will think about this even on the weekends when I'm supposed to be relaxing, right? Like you find yourself like your, your, your brain, the energy in your body keeps going in that direction. This is how you start finding your, your, your purpose. Yeah. And what you're going to say to yourself is, yeah, but I've been building this business and I don't want to just stop. You know, I can't just stop doing this. Well, I mentioned this idea of range because first of all, let's not look at the experience as if it was a waste of time. You learned a lot about yourself. You got closer to playing your game. That was the whole point, right? Of playing Jenga is to mm-hmm. feel it out. Um, where we get ourselves into trouble is where we commit to these things for really long stretches of time, even though it's a it's a yellow light. Um, and we don't explore other options. It's back to the barbell, right? Reliability mm-hmm. and kind of exploring on one side. Uh, so all these things really do weave together, but my point is it's not a loss to have done something and learned and realize that that's not your natural tendencies, but to have gained experience. Range is a very valuable thing for business owners. And if you're continuing to get sharper and closer and you're starting to notice where you have intensity, you're on the right track. You're getting closer and closer to your true purpose and why. Now, I want to just, again, provide some context here. We're talking almost about two different things when we say this, right? What your true purpose and calling is versus setting the why for a business venture. 
So let's say you commit to a lane, you know, you're like, hey, we're going to try something. So we're going to try wholesaling. I don't disagree that you should have a why for your business that you can communicate to your team. He's right about that. Mm -hmm. What we were trying to say in the beginning is this broad stroke blanket application of this, you know, phrase that's just going to get you into trouble. You should start with why if you've committed to a lane and you're going to make a decision, we're going to start this business and I'm going to hire some people. Let's get clear on why we're doing this. I agree right. with that. But let's also not limit the potential of who we really are and can be because we're trying to define our personal whys by defining too far in advance our contribution and what it needs to be. You know, I wrote this phrase. Let me just read this. I said, in a world of infinite combinations of value and perspective, that's what we have now. Mm -hmm. It's not just carpenters like apprentices in the mid middle ages, you know. It's so nuanced. Like I saw a post Alex Hermosi said about Joe Rogan is into aliens and all these, you know, three or four different things. And like that's what makes him so unique and so interesting is the combination of all of these different fields and unique things, UFOs and space and health and UFC and insert all the politics and all the stuff that he talks about. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so uniquely him. Right. And my point is in this world of infinite combinations of value and perspective, being free to pursue the reps, giving yourself permission to have a range of experiences and possibilities and trying things, not getting so locked down into you know your oh i gotta know my purpose and in order for me to like you know bring value it's just like i don't agree with that by doing the reps it's going to lead to the intensity and you're going to find your unique and exceptional value to the world by doing that that's the way to do it it's not by defining this cookie cutter thing in advanced and and then just barreling through and never being willing to change your mind or probing and using it as an experiment think that's what we're advocating for here mm -hmm. don't define too far in advance what it needs to be be willing to try some stuff and if you're getting anxiety by the idea of start with why because you feel like you don't know what it is i would just argue that's completely normal for anyone under the age of 50 you know like that's just it's not how it works from my experience and once i learned that again my six word update today is today's concept completely rewired my brain yeah it's like give yourself a break go out and just pretend like you're that kid that's like trying all the sports to see which ones they like you're in no rush we are not in any rush here yeah. you know give yourself a break so we're saying in lieu of start with why we're saying start start do the reps and to your point, Steve, um, I like to say this is why I do uh, maybe this is a whole nother show, but like I completely disagree with take massive action. Mm -hmm. You know why I disagree with that? First of all, that's a that's a really it's really easy to sell that. Mm -hmm. It's dopamine. Like you're trying to sell people to take massive action and commit so that they have to buy more stuff in order to be successful. Yeah. Like that's my opinion. I think it's a little. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, um, uh, I don't know the word, but like, um, it's not meant to be a bad thing. I don't, again, I think that most people don't mean it 
is a broad stroke, but they apply it as a broad stroke. My yeah. point is I would prefer to take small, imperfect action, like soft offense. Think mm -hmm. of Jenga. You're looking at this board, you know, this these blocks. You don't know which one is loose. Does it make sense to take massive action and start mashing at blocks? Absolutely not. You're going to knock the whole thing over. That's a terrible way to play Jenga, even though it might work sometimes. Yeah. But I think if you look at the reason why I like start take massive action, even though I don't generally prescribe it for all situations, the reason why I like it is because 95% of the population will take no action. Sure. So massive action for them might be like a small action for us. Like, I mean, Dave, uh, or Dan has said this, right, in uh, at conferences, like, I don't need you. I don't need to tell a room full of entrepreneurs to take more risk. Like yeah. that's, it's just not necessary. They're taking risks. I need to talk. I need to tell a room of entrepreneurs like, hey, take calculated risks, right? So I think take massive action is good for ninety five percent of the population, but for a quick start like you and me, you don't need to tell us to take massive action. What you need to tell us is like, hey exercise a little bit of restraint there buddy like just don't don't put everything on black yeah well it just goes back to the idea that humans are biased like we're not perfect and we make mistakes we have this you know side of our brain that is is emotional it's the emotional side of yeah. our brain and so that's why that phrase works really well it's also back to the whole it's it's not right or, it's not black or white that yeah. phrase is true. It's also not true. Right. You know, there's one thing I love about the way Robert Greene writes because he has his laws or his, you know, framework or whatever. And then he has right at the end of that same chapter, the reverse. Here's where it's true. And then here's the exceptions and here's where it's not true. But we tend to take all these things as if it's right or wrong, true in every case. We want to broad strokes, apply it everywhere. And that's a bias that humans have. It's a gospel. We can just refer, refer to it at all times. Uh, so sounds good. repetition leads to intensity, leads to purpose or your why, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a loop that continuously goes. It's not like a linear thing. It's actually kind of in a loop. You just get more and more information. You get, you get closer. You start recognizing where you have intensity okay, wow, this feels good. This is a groove. Like I'm getting closer. And, and again, I just will illustrate that with your example of agent. You went down that path. You started pressing. Oh, it's like water running down a hill. You know, mm -hmm. it's finding the path of least resistance to get down. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing here is you're just feeling it out. You're seeing where it naturally leads you and reserving the, this big, like, I also don't think you decide your value and your contribution. I think other people do. Right. You know, I think it's it's just backwards to define what you what your contribution is. The world's going to define that for you, right? It's going to reveal itself through the through your life's work. And uh and you should be you should be pursuing that. The Japanese have a phrase called ikigai, right? It's like your life's purpose. Mhm. Mm they figured that out, not by deciding it up front, but by doing the reps. It's just, um, but that doesn't go, it doesn't fit well on a, on a book cover and it uh, yeah. doesn't make as good for a, you know, a phrase. But yeah. again, start with why is true. I like Simon Sinek. I like the book. It's just not true in all cases. Yeah. Well, it's true when you know your why.
Correct. Yeah. So, so this is an exercise. So if you guys are watching guys and you don't, and you don't know what your why is, you don't know what your purpose is, that's okay. It's actually normal. And then again, the suggestion is make sure you're taking uh, steps in that direction. You're taking the repetition, uh, repetition uh, so that you have, uh, you figure out what you like doing more of, which will help you figure out what your passion is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we like to get woo-woo. I like to get woo-woo every now and then on this show. So let me get woo-woo for just a second. You know, again, we use this phrase we call time and randomness. And it's the idea that you just can't know what the future holds for you. You can't know what, again, I like to, the woo-woo phrase I use is the, is the universe. Like you just don't know what the universe is going to give you, what options or opportunities are going to present themselves, what tomorrow holds. That's what makes it so exciting for the human experience, right? Is to mm-hmm. stay open. And we want to put this idea of time and random things that are undefeated, we like to say time and randomness are undefeated. Time is constantly moving forward, marching forward, whether you like it or not. And because of that, random things happen, good, bad, and in between. What we're saying is you can't know what that is. There is no way to know what that is. So, so open yourself up to receivership of what it could be as opposed to you defining what it, what it is ahead of, uh, in advance and ahead of time. Um, that's a little woo woo, but I also think it's the truth. It's the secret truth of the universe, man. Open yourself up to the options that exist and, um, be receptive to these things. That is my, my mind, um, the best way to approach business and life. Yeah. So is this something that you could help someone with if they wanted to talk to you about it? Yeah. I mean, I think the, it it comes through the work. You know, there is no shortcut. We've said this before. The process is the shortcut. You got to do the reps. Everybody's got to do the reps. What we help people do is is, uh, guide their actions by identifying the first step, which is what are you good at? What are your strengths and weaknesses? What are your preferences? What does it mean to get closer? Um, We do that through a bunch of tools and frameworks that we give people. We do this in a group setting uh, inside of Whale Club where you're getting to discuss and collaborate with other people on the same exact journey as you. That's what we all want, right? We want to live a life worth living, and we want to do that by doing the reps and leading to the intensity. So that's what we do. We help people do that. Uh, I've got some tools that I could share with you if you'd like. I usually um, will spend, uh, like I said, 30, 45 minutes or so. If you go to realestatecertainty.com, you can book some time with me and I'll give you a few of these tools you can start thinking about. Um, Because what I found was without those tools, I just kind of kept spinning my wheels. I kept trying to start with why and figure out what this was. And it was anxiety inducing. And I just... I was taking action, but I was frustrated because I didn't know how to do it. And we've just learned some stuff from yeah. some guys who know a thing or two about this. And they taught it to us. And now we're bringing this to to our group and our community. So, yeah, if you want to learn some more about that, check out realestatecertainty.com. You can book some time with me and I'll walk you through a few of these things. All right, perfect. So wrap it up here. Thank you guys for watching. See you guys next time.